0: My secret for all of you listening at home is find amazingly talented friends and trick them into working with you.
1: Welcome, one and all, to another You May Contribute a Verse. Team Versi is Brenda Jenneret, author and outdoors mom, podcast wizard John Seymour, and me, Josh Munkin, science communicator, dad, and author who's honored to be in such esteemed company today. Listen, you saw the title and description of this episode. You know what's in store. We are talking big reveal here, and so this intro is going to be short. I'm going to get out of the way. Gear up your ears for seventy-five minutes, take a give or take, of Jenny Gorbach and Audrey Perot being amazing, loving on each other, and launching a new corner of an already wonderful Kidlit community. I'm excited for what's to come with this platform. We always want you to listen to every bit of every episode, but just to reinforce it this time, make absolutely sure you stay tuned. For the first, but not the last time on this podcast, Jenny and Audrey flipped the script on us for a peek into their delicious process no further spoilers here let's get right into it here are jenny gorbach's and audrey perot's verses.
2: oh that's amazing i'm so glad that it was like helpful you know Mm. oh yeah yeah Yeah, i'm glad that it and our um our editor said the same thing because he you know because john came to the podcast originally because he had been listening and just like wanted to be a part of it and he just said, yeah, like that episode, he just, you know, he was able to learn a lot. So it's always nice to hear that. Like, it's, you know, it's like getting out there and like actually doing what we wanted to do, which is to like, you know, spread information
0: and, and help people. So anyways, I'm glad. That's great. Yeah, I'm I'm eagerly waiting to hear back from them. <laughs> we'll see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, okay. So, I mean, since, since my book was published by Cardinal Rule, um, so I was looking back actually to check like the timeline. And we subbed, I can't remember when Dan subbed to them because, um, you know, we like agents can sub whenever. So it wasn't during their open submission, but I do know that I got the call that they were interested in the manuscript at like February 22nd or something. So yeah. So just, you know, that's next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, like early, you know, like February ish, because they publish really fast, you know, they publish within the next year. So they have to pick you know their four to six manuscripts like February
0: around that time. Hearing that was super interesting because they kind of run they run a little bit differently than normal other publishers, which is an, interesting.
1: An, an admirably yeah. run machine, yes, which it has to be given how small their team yes. is, yes, yeah,
2: and, and how quickly they put stuff out, yeah, yeah, really cool, yeah, totally. Well, okay, so welcome I wanted to say welcome to the podcast, guys. We're so happy to have yeah, you. Yeah,
1: for real. Long time coming.
2: Welcome!
3: Yeah.
1: Not yep. all of us are strangers to this podcast though.
3: All of Yes, welcome. Actually, back. I was thinking about it and I think um it was this week last year that we recorded uh my episode. <laughs> It, it didn't air until oh, the it? summer, oh my gosh. but, um, but it was this, this, yeah. house, I think this week, last year. So, yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, maybe we can have an Andrew, an annual audio. <laughs> as well. we have, I, I, wouldn't a it. Of I wouldn't repeat. oppose I wouldn't <laughs> You just
1: got to keep churning out those books.
2: <laughs> we have a couple of like repeat guests. So like, yeah, it's always fun to like have people on again, you know, to see where they're at and just like.
3: Yeah, new insights, new insights. Yes.
1: We've got Gerald again again. Oh I mean, Yay. Uh, yep. but not until April. Yeah,
3: I mean Gerald Gerald should just be an evergreen anytime. You know, like yeah. Justin Timberlake on <laughs> SNL, like, like like a guaranteed great guest. <laughs> I just compared yeah, Gerald to Justin Gerald Timberlake. Wear... So let let the record.
2: I <laughs> <out>. love that.
0: <laughs>
3: Well, and now all I can
2: think about is Gerald dressed as a giant piece of tofu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he does have his giant Gerald I was head. Say,
1: is there? A, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Is there a is there a joke here? In uh, he keeps his picks in a box. <laughs>
0: No, there is not. No, I, that's, Thank that's, you for laughing. <laughs> it took me
1: a there second. It a took me a second.
3: That. That's that's pushing that's pushing the PG PG-13. I know the kid boundary Josh. Yeah, we're going to have
2: to take the kidlet out of out of the Save description. YA, Josh.
1: An <laughs> explicit <laughs> tag for one. <laughs> oh,
2: we set you up for Sorry, that everyone. Oh, Sorry everyone. Sorry listening audience. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So guys, you've been teasing this for a while. And so we, I mean, we are so pleased that you wanted to come on the podcast to do the big reveal of this kidlit project that you guys are working on. Cause I feel like I have so many questions. Like I know, I know a little bit about it, but not everything. And so please tell us everything about this amazing project. You guys have cooking. Should should we introduce ourselves first? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, Jenny, I mean, why Here's don't you just take over the podcast from here? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, we, I mean, we do an oh, intro you do? Okay. The episode. but yeah. Well, no, I didn't hear no, that no,
0: part, so. <laughs>
2: No, well, we record it, like, after okay. the episode and then put it at the front. So, like, no, but go ahead. Yeah, because that well, would, know, mean, so people can Well,
0: I mean, probably most of the people listening will be friends with us already, so they already know us. But just, yeah, that's true. just in case, um, my name is Jenny Gorbach. Um, it's spelled with a G, but it's pronounced with a J. Um, I am an unpublished author, picture book, middle grade, parenting now. And I really like to bake.
3: Yes, and um, I am Audrey Perot, not Parrot, um, although I I will (laughs) respond to either. Um, And I am a picture book author, um, early reader graphic novels, and other things in the works. And I love to bake and cook, um, and if you follow... Either Jenny or I on Instagram, you'll see a lot of the things that we create in the kitchen and uh, on the page.
1: Putting both my writing and baking to shame.
3: <laughs> I know. Josh and I are in a, I don't, I don't have a secret. I don't know. Well, it's not no, a secret, but like we're chat. in this yeah, bread baking, baking little kidlet club, which is kind of what partly inspired this. Um, Jenny, we should have practiced this, I guess, but...
0: We... <laughs> <laughs> I, I should tell you that Audrey is type A, which is her name, like her business freelance name. Um, she's so organized. She typed up every point that we were supposed to make today, and I have it up on my computer and I'm, you know, blank, totally <laughs>
3: Totally. I I totally get that. Josh, yeah. you can appreciate that <laughs> so this from is a making... corporate communication standpoint.
1: <laughs> you got to have your reactive messaging, your FAQ, your uh, your press release built.
0: Can you please make all of those things? Thank I get you. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So,
3: Jenny, do you want to tell do you want to tell what what it is that we're revealing today?
0: Yes, I would love to. Um I I'm not in this secret baking group, and I'm very upset about it. But it's probably because I don't bake bread because I'm afraid of working with yeast. Um, so I, I'm not taking it personally. But I did know about the secret group, and I did follow you know all of my cool kidlit friends with talking about baking, but also talking about kidlit. And there's this very interesting overlapping in the Venn diagram of kidlit people and people who love baking and cooking. Um, and there's a wide, you know, middle line there. And we noticed this. And so we were chatting, Audrey and I were chatting and we were thinking like, let's make a book club for baking. A baking book club is what we called it at first, right? Yeah. Um, and then we just both got very excited and we were like, how about this? 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 You know, you know, when you get really excited about ideas and Audrey, would you like to tell what we created? Sure.
3: So the intersection of kidlet bookies and foodies meets and eats in our community building project that we are calling The Joys of Booking. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a play I love on the classic uh, cookbook, The Joys of Cooking. Um, but it's where we bring together two things we love, picture books and food. <laughs> Um, And it'll be a mostly monthly blog post, but we're not going to be, even though I am type A, we are going to be flexible. (laughs) We are going to be, I'm going to be flexible. There will be at least a post every month um, and then a social media presence on Instagram and Twitter uh, where we will be featuring a picture book that we love that is food inspired or inspires food. Um, And then we'll talk with the creator. Um, We'll share the recipe. We'll make the recipe. Jenny and I will both make it. We'll see if the creator wants to join in on it too. We'll invite others to bake and cook along with us. Um, And we just really hope it's an easy way to share books, share food, share culture, share community, all while adding
0: more seats to the table. Perfectly said. I'm um, I like I, tearing up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> so nice.
2: <laughs> I love all of that. I mean, that's so, it's such a fun intersection. And I love how, like, how you've made it interactive so that people can also, like, be a part of it. So you're sort of bringing your, like, your secret baking group to, you know, to open <laughs> it up. Like, anybody can be a part of it. Like, you know, like, yeah, come join us.
1: Which, by the way, the secret baking group, uh, I'm, I'm humbled that this had any part in inspiring the joys of booking because really all it amounts to is me creating a group chat and then being jealous of Malcolm Newsom's
3: business. Oh my
1: gosh. Malcolm's bread
3: baking skills are through
2: the roof.
1: Yeah for
2: sure that guy that guy has so many skills Um, we had him on the podcast and i was like dude i'm like what are you saying to me you haven't (laughs) a also and you bake bread and you've got and you're an amazing writer yeah
0: and a great friend
2: and he's got five kids yeah Yeah. i'm like buddy like yeah (laughs)
0: leave some talent for the rest of us dude
2: (laughs) yeah totally totally um yeah because we did talk to Malcolm about that as well um
3: and you know like you know, the KidLit community is such an incredible um, giving back community, and there's been a little bit of an implosion as, you know, Twitter has imploded, X, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so we've just really been missing that. You know, we've been missing the way that the community was able to engage with each other. Um, so we're hoping that this is one way. Um we can kind of come together and over the things that we love, picture books and food.
0: My dream would be to see us post a recipe or a book that inspired us and then see other people creating food and posting pictures or chatting about it or going to the library and trying, getting that book or purchasing the book or writing a review for the book. And, you know, just inspiring people to be more part of the community, even though we're all over the the country all over the world we can all be part of a community and it doesn't have to be you know reliant on one specific social media platform that many people are abandoning yes totally Mm.
3: and um to that end too like we're we're hoping that it you know expands people's palettes, expands people's bookshelves (laughs) diversifies (laughs) all of it um in delicious ways, Audrey.
1: For the listening audience, is doing is doing some mixing, like hand hand waving <laughs> mixing. Like I know mixing I'm bowl. I'm a hand
3: talker, and it makes it hard when it's a, a podcast and not a visual. You guys can see it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what counts. This is very exciting. I'm I envision too. Um, I envision like in like a nailed it um, <laughs> sort of thing, which. You know, we're not ri- we're not all, all writing from a writing prompt necessarily, but uh, you know, me posting a baking equivalent of uh, something that that you guys do much better uh, is it's just such a, such a fun and transparent um, way to just connect in a different way with the community. That's great.
3: Yeah, we think so. And okay. um, and it, no, so, go ahead, oh, Brenna, Go
2: ahead. I I was just going to say it sort of indirectly brings about like different perspectives too, because like, I'm not a baker. So if I bake a cake, like I, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like, but you guys are bakers. So we'll obviously look different than yours. And even if we follow the same recipe, right. It's sort of like writing. You could, everybody could have the same prompt, the same idea, but it's still going to come out differently. So it doesn't matter, you know, where you start, same starting point, but like, different things can sort of like sprout from this one central idea, which I love like the, the parallels and the mirroring of writing and baking are so. Yes.
3: And when we talk about the books that we're going to be featuring, like we're going to, we're going to be talking to the creators and, and Jenny and I are going to be talking about it too, about what are the ingredients of those books that make it such a great book? You know, what's the recipe to a great picture book? Um, And so it's, you know, it's all the play on the puns and uh, metaphors and all of that goodness.
2: Yeah. And I, I love that this is another free resource that is being put out into the world too, because, you know, as, as writers, you don't have, you don't generally, you know, have a ton of money to spend on, you know, camps or conferences or whatever. And so I feel like the m- more valuable resources that people make available, the you know, the better and the more inclusive. We've talked
0: about this. That that's something that's really important to us. Mm-hmm. And I
3: will also add <laughs> that uh, no shade to uh, the recipe websites, um, but our recipes when they're on the website, there will be a very, very short blurb at the beginning. <laughs> you will not have to scroll through our life story <laughs> to get to the recipe. It will be a very short little blur nice. because Jenny and I both have different, you know, reasons why we bake the things that we do or how we bake the things that we do. Um, I bake most of my things with my severely food allergic child in mind. So most of my things are, um, are always tree nut and peanut free. Um, but I also have to make things dairy free and soy free. Um, so, um, I will be, you know, when I'm baking or cooking, whatever recipe it is that we're featuring, um, I will be altering it. Um, so there'll be different ways, you know, that I do it versus the way Jenny will do it. So hopefully it
0: opens it even more. My goal originally was no, to not totally. have any <laughs> of those long intros at all, but my first <laughs> recipe that I did, I, sorry, if this is a spoiler, I don't, we didn't talk about whether we're keeping anything a secret but I don't keep secrets well um I made my grandmother's rugelach which is a Jewish cookie um and I just cannot share this recipe without giving credit to my grandmother who baked it with me my whole life and she's still alive she's 99 years old it's amazing I make her her rugelach every for every holiday because it's her favorite thing she probably has stashes in her freezer but Um, So that was when I like switched my mind. I was like, okay, we need a one short, you know, two sentence intro because I need people to know how important this specific recipe is.
3: Totally. And that's the other thing too, that Jenny and I talked about, because I have had people in in my life who are very funny about sharing family recipes um, or favorite Mm -hmm. recipes. And we're, Jenny and I are not that way. (laughs) Like we just want Mm -hmm. to share whatever we have with whoever wants it or can benefit from it Um, from the book perspective, from the writing and craft and storytelling perspective, and then from the cooking and baking perspective, because we both have such uh, great experiences um, that we hope people can benefit from.
1: Yeah. That's the spirit though. Making, I mean, sharing and lifting a hand down to help um take so i mean jenny you spoiled it i guess to an to an extent but that uh, that was going to be my next question is take us through what this looks like in a practical sense so what does the blurb say does it tie into to books do you just do you talk about your grandma and where the recipe came from um i guess give us a little bit more um, so
0: our first post it's going to go live when this podcast goes live so when people are listening to this they can go to our website which is thejoysofbooking.com. Um we also have nice Instagram. URL I think Instagram now. we couldn't get the. I think it's just Joys of Booking. Yeah. And Twitter, which I will always call Twitter, is the same. I think it's the Joys of Booking or is it no the? I don't know. Search for both and and find a, <laughs> you'll find it. Find a really cute logo. You'll you'll be thrilled to find it. Um, and so to introduce ourselves, we wanted to pick a book that was meaningful to both of us and kind of introduce ourselves to whoever's reading the website, who is if they're not just our friends, which would be fine too, um, but also feature (laughs) a book. And Audrey just went and grabbed it. The book we're featuring is called Two New Years by Richard Ho and illustrated by Lynn Skirfield. Lynn Skirfield. And it's about a family, a a mixed religion family, mixed culture family um, that celebrates both Rosh Hashanah, which is Jewish New Year's, And Lunar New Year's, and I think they're Chinese in this one, Mm -hmm. um, and drawing parallels between the different ways that the different cultures celebrate their New Year's. And the reason we chose that was because, I already mentioned, I I come from a Jewish background, and we celebrate Rosh Hashanah in my family and Audrey.
3: And we celebrate Lunar New Year in our family and all of the Chinese um, holidays to honor my daughter's birth country and
0: ancestors. So to make to. Um,
2: what okay. an amazing first book. Sorry, Jenny, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's like perfect for you guys. That's, I mean, that's a great it's pick. It's great. And
0: the book is gorgeous and it's so mm-hmm. well written. And um, so we each made our own favorite treat for our prospective holidays as an intro. And we reached out to Richard Ho, and he's participating. Um, so, what we do when we reach out to a creator is we send them as long as they're comfortable. We first like check to make sure they want to participate. And so far, a hundred percent, Richard Ho has been excited about it, and um, we're one Who for one be, well, for sure. I, you know, you never know, and so um, he consented, and so we sent him four questions. Is it four? Five. Um, five questions. Very short, very quick, very easy. Um, the creator can also make a recipe and we can add that to the website or they can just answer these questions and we're just going to feature their book and, you know, shout about how much we love it.
3: Yeah. This is delightful. So I made, I made longevity noodles, which is um, a traditional Lunar New Year dish, and I make them every year for our family.
1: Will it always? I don't think it'll always. I think I know the answer to this question, <laughs> but I mean, it, it'll it'll be different. It'll be different every month. Right. Like you guys will put this together. Sometimes it'll be, you know, regula and, and uh, longevity noodles. Sometimes maybe the creator will send something in that is near and dear to them. Yeah. Right?
3: And sometimes, you know, a lot of books have recipes included in them in the back matter. And so we, we already have a, a, a short list of books that we've slotted um, for the calendar year. Um, and some of them have recipes that will be, you know, using those um, and or, you know, uh, ones inspired by those. Um, And then other ones we'll use, we'll come up with our own inspired by, or maybe the creator will share one um, that's special to them.
0: And if Audrey and I are making the exact same recipe, we'd probably still post two different ones because her family has those allergy needs and my family does not, uh, they, they have picky needs, but you know, it's totally different, um, <laughs> you know, young children. Um, so even if we follow the exact same recipe, what we create will be totally different. Just like we said, just like with writing, which I think is pretty cool. I think, I hope people find that interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. You know, it's all an experiment, right? And, and that's, and that's what we, we want to encourage, you know, experimenting in the kitchen and just kind of going out of your comfort zone. Same thing with, you know, the books that you read, you know, diversifying that, um, it's all related and, and we want it to be, you know, it's, it's meant to be like a casual conversation, something that's fun, something that's low, low pressure, um, if you want to mm-hmm. participate and make whatever we're making that month, you know, post about it, tag us, we'll share it. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is not a, I mean, it doesn't become a heavy logistical lift for you guys Hopefully it's something that can, you know, sustain. It's not as though this is a competition that we're worrying about judging and evaluation. It's all just let's, let's virtually get together and just hang out and do this. It's, enjoy books and enjoy food. It's
0: all yeah. about the joy. Yes. That's all it is. Totally i do mm, I,
1: there's our sound bite to pull to the beginning of the episode right. thanks jimmy
0: it's all about
3: the joy um i do have like i would love to maybe see and we'll see how it goes right we we're, we're we'll see how it goes but i would love to see like maybe especially um you know oh sorry my computer just made a noise did, that, did your mic that's pick okay. up
1: on that? Windows has to exert Sorry. its presence.
0: I should have
3: closed my uh, Outlook. You know what? My
0: cat's been meowing and purring this whole time, so the audience is going to hear that the entire time. Well,
3: that's calming, <laughs> though. It's very soothing. Yeah, it's very calming. Emails yeah. coming in could be a trigger for
0: some people. So. Oh, yeah. Right. And now I've totally
3: lost my train of thought. What was I going to
0: say? Oh, I have, we were talking about joy. Yes.
3: And I have, I, I would, you know, maybe, uh, love to see in the future. Um, I don't know, like a virtual kid lit friends giving. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going rogue, Jenny, but, so um, you know, I don't know, maybe that's something down the line that we could do again, low pressure. We, we put a lot of work. We've been working on this behind the scenes for about nine months to try and build everything so that it is, you know, so that when we launch it, it um, it hopefully is easy. Yeah. It's easy for us on this side of things and easy for the people um, that want to participate and easy for the creators, just a fun, fun way to get together. That
2: is incredible. I mean, so that's what it looks like to be a plotter in real life. Because I, I do not do anything with that much like inspiration.
3: Like, I just, I pants here's my the wild, life.
2: So, like, here's I'm the so wild impressed. thing
3: I am a pantser when it comes to writing, though. But everything else in my life, really? I am very much a plotter. Like, very much.
2: That is yeah. fascinating. Wow. How do you, how does your brain do that? How do you I do that?
1: Like,
2: well, because I feel like, I, you know, any other person that I know that is like very organized like that and thoughtful and just, you know, meticulous, like my husband, for instance, if he's going to go into picture books, he's which I've told him, he cannot, he's not allowed in this area. Cause he'd be, this is, this is he would be thing. really good at it immediately. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oh my God, what's <laughs> happening. So anyways, if he were to do that, he would do the same thing. He would research for months and months and months. He would figure out, you know, the basic like outline. He would plot everything. Like that's just how he would do it. I, I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Like he does not pants things, right? So like how do you? I don't know that. I so know. I've always felt
3: like I have like a um like my brain is in two parts. <laughs> I have a very meticulous, mm. type A yeah. organized side and then I have um the spirit-led <laughs> um, carefree, spontaneous side. Um, I think I don't know if you've ever talked about the Enneagram um, on your podcast before, but I'm an Enneagram one. We have not. Um, and so okay. I will try not to nerd out on the Enneagram with you guys. <laughs> um, but so
1: we've talked about tarot for that an entire true. conversation. Yes, that
3: was a great so episode. We have. That was- we have. Yeah. Hi, Madeline. Um, um, yep. um, an Enneagram one is somebody who is very organized and follows the rules and by the book, um, no pun intended. And, um, and there are, um, and you have like different layers, you know, nobody is one way. We're all multifaceted. And a, and the Enneagram there's um, like a healthy version of a one and like an unhealthy version of a one. And a healthy version of a one is actually very much a seven. And I will stop after this because I know it's <laughs> I'm already nerding out. But uh, a, a seven <laughs> and the Enneagram is the carefree, spirit led, more spontaneous uh, type, if you will. So when I'm in the zone, um, and feeling that joy and just feeling like I'm in a good place, I tend to see more like I'm an Enneagram seven than a one. So I don't know, that's how I've that's how I've tried to make sense of it in my brain, Brenna. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, totally.
1: You hit your flow state. How many numbers how are how many there?
3: numbers are there? There's nine. How
1: many Enneagrams? Yes. Yeah.
3: And there are tons of great podcasts about it, books, all the things. Yeah, you can really, you can really get into it if you you want to.
1: (laughs) Hey, time for a break. Uh, It's interesting because right after this break, uh, I start talking about uh, Segway. So uh, we'll start, we'll preface the segue with a segue uh, and do some reviews and a shout out really quick um brenna's review for this week is for a book called the big bed uh and i have not read this it sounds wild based on what brenna has written here the big bed uh, is written by bunmi laditan and illustrated by tom knight do you have a daddy that just won't leave the big bed are they admittedly opposed to compromise easy explain to him he has his own mom to rub his back and sing to him his attempts to curl up at the end of the bed are appreciated but it's just not cutting it and even though you're there for him you can't be there for him he'll need to sleep elsewhere besides she's your mommy and there's only one this book is hilarious smart and exactly what every household needs and i am just go <laughs> i'm gonna go request this from the library immediately um john john's review is how to count to one by casper salmon uh illustrated by matt hunt uh turns a single digit counting journey into a complete giggle fest imagine teaching readers the thrill of counting to just one with pages that pop with silliness and surprises at every flip it's a cheeky adventure where the rules are made up and the points don't matter um (laughs) Whose line is it anyway? Reference in the review to throw me off here, John. Because there's literally only one. John gives this book one, well, one out of one. And my review for this week is actually a review courtesy of my daughter who turns seven this week. Happy birthday, Juliet. Words to Make a Friend by John by Donna Joe, John just threw me completely off my game here. Uh, by Donna Joe Napoli and Naoko Stoop is one of those rare types of dialogue focused books that I tend to have a harder time getting into because of spare use of language and lack of narration, which to be clear isn't really a problem here. But as one of my own favorite manuscripts is bilingual, I have a special place in my heart for intercultural stories told simply and effectively. My daughter loves this story and keeps coming back to it to request it for bedtime it's touching calm sensitive and a great wintry read with hats and coats and snowmen the art is evocative the characters are on equal footing meaning neither one acts as though they're on their own home turf or has any social uh, sort of social advantage and both friendliness and cooperation are beautifully modeled here great great book Um, And I have, sort of related to the bilingual book that was my review for this week, one shout out to Kathleen Lowry for this week, from me to Kathleen. Um, I had a need for some, uh, I actually, I got up to some hijinks last week with a query letter that I wanted to translate into Spanish and Kathleen stepped up and helped me localize and nativize um, the use of my Spanish in my query letter uh, for one particular uh, query and took took time out of her schedule and uh, really, really helped me out. So shout out this week to Kathleen, Kathleen Lowry. Uh, thank you so much for your help. And um, if you have any shout outs or any um, other notes that you would like to send on behalf of, well, on behalf of yourself, but uh, <laughs> to shout out uh, anyone else in the community in the same ways that Audrey and Jenny are shouting each other out in this conversation, hit up our Linktree link tree, link tree.com slash verse show for the ways to support the podcast and also i would be remiss if i did not mention our uh recently launched patreon um you can find that on our link tree as well that should be i think patreon.com slash verse show but uh really just find it on our on our link tree um shout it out on social media. If there's anything in particular that you would like to see from us as part of our Patreon, as of right now, we've got a couple of different tiers, one, including shout outs and another one, including some crazy stickers that I've cooked up using art of Versi. So, um, go on and check it out. And, um, one final shout out to Deborah Sullivan, who is our first patron at the joy bubble, um, sponsorship patronage level. So, uh, Deborah will get a free shout-out per episode or per month. I have to look at what I wrote down there. Either way, thank you, Deborah, for being a patron. Thank you to everyone else who has signed up to be a patron of the podcast and help support us and keep us um, in the black. I almost said in the red, but we're not in the red. Um, in the black and, uh, and, and chugging along. So thank you, everyone. And now back to our conversation with Jenny and Audrey. How so I guess this is a, this is a bit of a segue in, in, in a sense. I mean, Jen, Jenny, w- what are you? Any, I mean, I don't know if remember, I don't know. whatever, you know, whatever, but the, the real, the
2: nice. <laughs> I'm
1: An 11 team. Um, the real question is have you guys worked together on a project like this before or any, any sort of project of, of any scope? Um and how did you find the negotiation of it? Okay, I'll I'll well, I'll tie that in by saying, as Brenna alluded to, we are pantsers. <laughs> Brenna suggested in our critique group, hey, you want to do a podcast together and then a couple months later mm-hmm. we released an episode. <laughs> uh, and that's just how that's that's just how it worked. Um, so yeah. take us behind the scenes. Okay, <laughs>
0: well, I have learned. So I started writing, I think in 2010, 2011 um, picture books only and really struggled with, you know, sticking to organizing my queries and all that, you know, I just struggled. So I would like write and be obsessed with it for a couple months and then leave it for a year and then do it, come back and do it again. And finally, when I joined communities, I think everyone has a similar story. When I joined communities online and, and kind of made friends and kind of learned how it goes, I got a little bit more, I guess would say professional about it. But I also learned that for picture books, I'm fine. I can be like obsessed with a picture book for a month, get the the manuscript done and then start sending it out. But um, for longer works like this project or a middle grade novel or the parenting book that I've mentioned, I find I work best with others. Um, And Mm -hmm. in this case for this project, Audrey is the perfect partner for me. She seems to love all the parts that make me cringe, like making lists and following the lists and all of those things. And I think, I, hopefully, she agrees that we work really well together. Like we kind of feed off of each other's energy, and we both get really excited about things. We scream a lot. There's a lot of all happy caps screams. They're happy screams. Our, our joy. Yeah, like, ee! like I'm trying not to do it in people's ears, but um, there's a lot of happy screaming.
1: We appreciate your restraint.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Um, there's a lot of joy. Um, so we are really loving it. And then I also, we mentioned Malcolm earlier. I've been writing a middle grade novel with Malcolm for years and we're close oh, to being done. Really? Um, and it's, I Amazing. could never imagine writing a middle grade novel on my own, but just this back and forth, we're doing a dual perspective, uh, chapter by chapter story with two different characters. And we love it so much. And just having that partner to do it with, it really helps me um stay interested almost if that makes sense like I'm really interested in it but I could easily get sidetracked if I was doing it on my own without anyone to talk to about it Um, and same with I I had another friend of the podcast uh Kate Allen Fox she's my partner for this parenting book about play she she like teased it when she was on this podcast but she's my partner for this parenting book and she's a genius and she just like her brain works so different from mine and and I just love working with her so I I My secret for all of you listening at home is find amazingly talented friends and trick them into working with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this is like, this is taking accountability partners, yeah, to the next level. Um, There are people who can hold you accountable Mm -hmm. for the the work that you're doing, but- a, a lot of times it's, it's just, it's false deadlines and it's people that just remind you of the commitments that you've made, but yes,
0: you have to build I the mean, your, your argument is
1: partnership. Yeah. And care yeah.
0: about their opinion and care about them more than you care about procrastinating or, you know, going for a, a little walk through the daffodils, like whatever else I would choose to do <laughs> on any given day. Um, I care way more about my friends and the projects we're creating and the artwork we're producing than whatever would distract me.
2: And, and I will say, I just want to jump in real quick, because Jenny, you and I are part of an ADHD group thread on Twitter, which is where you and I first sort of started interacting. Yes. Um, and I love what you're saying about partnering with people and sort of like giving yourself these sort of like, uh, like self-imposed deadlines, kind of, because for, for an ADHD brain that's like, that a lot of times that's what you need, right? You need this like deadline or motivation, or you need somebody else like holding you accountable. So it's it's a really great hack in in those terms also, which I, yeah, I love that because that that's part of why I asked Josh if he wanted to do the podcast in the first place, because it wasn't manageable on my own. Like it was, but I didn't have any time to write. So I had to choose one or the other. And I was like, well, you know, I, I started this because I love to write. And so I stopped the podcast so I could have writing time. And then I was like, wait a second, if we split the work, then I actually have time to write and the podcast is sustainable. So like that made it, that made it doable. Like that partnership has made it possible.
0: Yes, I I I do. I think learning about myself, I wasn't diagnosed until late, mid thirties, late thirties. It took, it was really, really, really hard to get diagnosed. It was a whole uphill battle. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, and in that process, I learned a lot about myself and my neurotype and like a lot of things that I just thought were like personality flaws are actually part of my neurodiversity and things that make me, you know, lovable or, you know, enjoy about myself. But things that I have to recognize might annoy other people or you know, might not might not lead me to success in ways that um, other people who don't have these different brain connections would struggle with and so by connecting myself with other people who care about me and who love me I don't feel I mean I do still feel a little bit insecure about like oh my gosh I forgot like what am I supposed to be doing right now but because I've built these relationships with these three amazing creators especially with you know Audrey here like I'm comfortable saying Audrey I'm so sorry I feel like I dropped the ball on something can you tell me what Mm-hmm. what I promised to do and a lot of what we do we communicate in writing too which helps as well I can scroll up and see like what I said I would do um and totally, just being yeah, comfortable with reckon. who you are being open I find explaining how your brain works really helps for me because I feel I spend a lot of time hiding these parts of me because I was so embarrassed mm. and worried that someone would judge me or think I was dumb um and now I feel like putting it out on the open and and just surrounding myself with people who care and who are understanding is so valuable. So, I, of course, I'm going to succeed. I have these great people around me.
3: You're going to succeed yes, with me yes, or totally. not, Jenny. And I also want to say from the flip side of it, all of the benefits that I get out of it, because being an organized type A type person is because I have anxiety, <laughs> so I try to control mm-hmm. all the things <laughs> so that I can keep my anxiety levels down. It's all a false sense of control. We all know this, but you know.
1: <laughs> is, that, is that what the A yeah. stands for? I, no.
3: So, <laughs> so the, my freelance writing business is called Type A Freelance for a number of reasons because I'm mm-hmm. Type A. My name starts with an A. And yes- <laughs> Uh, I, I, um, I've always struggled with anxiety and, um, I try to, uh, manage it by managing everything else. Um, so the benefits that I get from working with you, Jenny, is that you come to me with this idea that I have been thinking about doing something. I had been thinking about doing something um, booking baking related, obviously, because of my Instagram, when I switched that over to Audrey's books and bakes, but just, I don't know, I couldn't commit. And then you came to me and we like, what if we did this, like booking <laughs> bake club or baking book club? And like, you just got me to break through that anxiety, whatever I was facing that was stalling me. And I was like, okay, all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> and you're like, we can do this and we can do this. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just let me make lots of spreadsheets and we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank goodness for your spreadsheet. You know, so
3: I get as much joy and benefit from our relationship as you think you get from it. So don't ever think that there is an imbalance here, because it is perfectly Aww. equal.
0: Oh, we're both crying I, right
1: now. <laughs> Let's make ourselves cry. Yeah. No, I. Uh, <laughs> it's not
0: a chat with Audrey without. I crying.
3: know. It's, Aww,
1: if I'm geez. here,
0: there's going to be tears Moo-hoo. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should point I- out that we have a third partner, um, Molly Ippolito is our website designer oh, and she is so amazing. fantastic. I just wanted to shout her out because she's so kind and a talented writer. And, but she has this amazing design eye too, where she's just, um, she and Audrey are both like, you know, they were talking about color scheme and she was and, very and I was just she was zoning so out. <laughs> um, but just, I just wanted to shout her out. She does website design. She does logo design. She does um, educational resources for authors kidlet authors um so look her up she's really amazing and if you like our website when you look at it we know that it's all due to audrey and molly's com- like partnership <laughs> they did great
1: yeah i feel oh, like we we've circled around in the Mo- yeah molly and other conversations uh as well and a very diverse mm-hmm. and differentiated set of things that she brings to the table which is fantastic
0: yes she's amazing
1: um, there was a question that I had that I th- that I think we've I think we've largely explored, which is how, how in the world I mean especially Jenny with you you know uh, having presumably some of the same things that I enjoy in my life, which are some executive dysfunction and inability to sort of plan plan ahead. I, I'm undiagnosed ADHD, but I suspect uh, that I've I've got some flavor of that. How in the world do you wait nine months uh, to execute on this? This rather than just, like, g- typing in livejournal.com <laughs> and then starting a, uh, you know, no, st- just just getting going with it. I mean, I, I, I think I knew the answer be was this. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. there are definitely a lot um, of people who know about this secret project. <laughs> like, I definitely, I mean, I haven't shouted <laughs> about it publicly, but I certainly have not kept my mouth totally shut. If I ever get yeah. a book deal, I'm going to really struggle with that whole secret thing. <laughs> Dude.
2: Yeah. I remember getting news and he was like, okay, well, so you can't tell anyone. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, goodbye. And I'm like, Jean, guess what? And then yeah, I was right. like, Josh, you're never going to believe. And then like my other critique group and my parents and my family and what I, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't tell anyone. It's, it's
0: totally cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think for me, it wasn't nine months of sitting around. It was we were meeting and doing things and sh- getting really excited and mm. screaming <laughs> on our messaging um, and designing. And so we, I've been scratching that itch of doing, yeah. creating, moving, um, mm. making things, and getting to f- hyper focus mm-hmm. on something. Um, even though it's not public yet, but you know when people are listening to this, it will be live. Um, so it's not like we had this idea nine months ago and now we sat around and said, Oh yeah, we're going to do something about that. Um, we've been working really hard yeah. on it. Yeah,
1: yeah right. for sure.
2: Um, I wanted to, I wanted to just comment real quick. One thing. So when you guys were talking about how sort of like, you know, you recognize these things in yourselves, like anxiety, ADHD, you know, forgetfulness, like all, like all that stuff, but you're sort of like leaning into it instead of leaning away from it. Um, it reminded me of this talk I saw with um, John Clausen and he said it so well. This webinar was like mind blowing to me, but he had said something similar where he, he was like, you know what? He's like, I, he's like, I'm not the best illustrator, but he's like, I have figured out what I'm really good at. And I've leaned into that. And he's also leaned away from the thing that he doesn't like to do. So like, if you look at his stuff, he hates drawing faces, like, people's faces specifically so you won't see any of those in his work but the way he does it and the way he sort of like hides that is has become this really like useful tool for him in his like toolbox and has made his art sort of like pop in a way that it wouldn't otherwise so he does this like masterful thing you know where he's really good at like you know the back of somebody's head or like You know, them looking off into the distance or whatever to make it sort of, you know, make that feeling come alive without doing the thing that he doesn't like, which I just think is so interesting because it's like inverting everything we know. It's like using that negative space as opposed to like, you know, the actual like object on the paper, which I just it's really interesting to apply that to your own brain and how it works. And that's basically what you guys have said. And then you found, you know, somebody else who can really complement that. And now you're making this like amazing project. So it's just, I don't know, it, it came full circle for me, because I thought that was really interesting.
3: Yeah, I like to think of it as a superpower. I mean, you yeah, know, it's right, it's something that, um, you know, I can hyper focus on when, you know, I'm trying to think of all of the worst case scenarios, which I'm so good at. And then, you know, planning uh, all of the ways to Avoid those worst case scenarios, and if they happen, what will I do in those moments? And steps A through G therapy helps a lot, too. Yes, yes,
0: and really, you have to be yourself. The best thing about rapidly approaching my 40s is that I am no longer spending as much energy trying to hide who I am and, and you know, where I am in my life. Like, I love being able to just put it out there, make sure that the people around me understand what's going on with me. And if they don't, they don't get to be around me. And that's, that's their loss. You, you know? know,
3: I think this is a beautiful segue to talk about Brenna's upcoming book, which we have a surprise, is food Brenna. inspired, <laughs> right? The Law of Birthdays.
2: Oh boy. Yes. Yes. And it, um. yeah, I, part of the reason that I wrote it the way I wrote it is because I do not have a sweet tooth. I don't care about cake or cookies or ice cream, which both my husband and my son are like, I don't understand you. Cause you know, sometimes I will. And Audrey, I think this is true of you also. Is that true? I, like you don't really, I,
3: write, I, but you love to. I go? have a very mild sweet tooth. I love to bake and I love to make sweets, but like I can have like one bite of cake and be like, okay, that was enough. Give me olives and pickles and feta cheese and I am happy, (laughs) happy. Yes.
1: That's right. Yes.
2: And like French fries, potato chips, anything salty and like crunchy. I'm like, that's the thing. That's like the problem for me. So anyway, so it was a combination of that and also a combination of being really upset about Roe versus Wade. Because I feel like everybody across the board, not just there, should have a choice. And it sort of trickled down. And I was like, if kids grow up not thinking they have a choice and they have to do the thing that like people say that they have to do, then, you know, we're just going to run into more of this. So it was a big topic. And I was like, if I can distill it down into something manageable and kid friendly and very like simple I might be able to, you know, get this across in a way that I feel like is not didactic and not really like in your face, um, and so I was like, most people like cake, and everybody has a birthday, so let's start there. So, like, I love the line in the book that says, "If you're old enough to have a birthday, you're old enough to have a choice," which mm-hmm. I think is so I love that line too because every kid. <laughs> Thank you. I've, yeah, I feel like every kid and every person, I mean, you always you always have a choice to some extent. And I also, the main character in the book, I really wanted to make, I really wanted to give her like a flat arc because I felt like it was really important for the kid to stand up to the king because that sort of power imbalance is a lot of what we are sort of dealing with, uh, you know, in a in a real life sort of situation. I'm a, and it feels like, you know, like we're just being pushed around a lot of the time, but if there's enough of us, you know, or if we stand our ground long enough, I feel like, you know, we can make our point and, you know, the, the King for lack of a better term, because it's kind of a dum-dum, you know, will come around and he'll sort of like, you know, get it eventually, hopefully. Mm. So <laughs> that was sort of the, the impetus of all of that. Um, and yeah, so that was why, that was why I wrote it. And also I'm vegan. So I love that they kept that in. Um. That, you know, he was like, there's something called or I've heard there's um, an alternative, something called a flax egg, which I love that line, too, because that's very true to my real life. And I there's a story about my mom. Um, She's also, you know, trying to cut dairy out and stuff for you know, other sort of health reasons. But she made a list for my dad to go to the store. My dad's always he's a great sport. He'll go to the store whenever she needs, you know, and get just go, you know, go down the list. So she put flax egg on the list. And my poor dad was, like, up and down the aisles, like, for hours and, like, finally asked somebody. And they were, like, well, you have to make flax egg. Like, you need flaxseed and water. And he's, like, oh, he's, like, okay, got it, got it. Anyways, I, I thought that was also a really funny line, but they yeah, love to keep it. that's awesome. So.
3: No, I love that. And um, I would love to bake you a vegan cake in honor of the law amazing. of birthdays. But... I, I mean – When is your, when is your pub date again?
2: Yes, that uh, it's May 1st is when it's coming out. Yeah, so there there is time. I know, and I was considering like for the lunch party, like should I make cake oh. or should I make fries? Because she's also like, I like French fries, and he's like, that's lunch. That's
0: not. What about like one of those cakes <laughs> not- that are made out of mashed potatoes? You could do that. Ooh. That's not actually sweet, but it looks beautiful like a cake.
1: I was gonna oh I was gosh. gonna make a joke about it, like a reverse is it cake where it, it looks like cake, <laughs> but it's matches. actually you know beef inside or something or mashed potatoes amazing. yeah
2: or like french fries like avalanche hour. you guys are giving me By some the way... great
3: cake decorating ideas <laughs> i'm i'm yeah. formulating something yeah amazing my, my can amazing.
2: you
1: make a gravy uh fondant great like a <laughs> yeah, gravy may, maybe maybe, the, maybe maybe the gravy no. is like a
3: uh well, if you were to do it sweet, like a cake that looks savory but was still sweet, you could do like uh, a caramel slash bourbon caramel vanilla sauce that you drizzle over oh. it, and it looks All like right. I'm in. My
0: oh my, my daughter, gosh, my younger daughter's so first birthday was French fry themed. Um, I'll post pictures Ooh. and. We wow. had, yes. I made her shirts with French fries on them. We had a photo shoot where I just bought tons of French fries and we just let her eat them and just make like cute faces. And we got a cake so... decorated like French fries, but it was a sweet I love steak. that.
3: Okay. so Oh my gosh. Okay. So we have to so go much. around and we all have to say what our favorite fast food French fry is. Oh, I love that idea. Okay, okay. Ronnie, you
2: go first. I'll, I'll go first. I love, yeah, I am a sucker for, they have to be like fresh, but that McDonald's like original, just like fresh and like super salty. French fries are so good.
1: Super, do I go, I don't, we're in different orders on different screens, but I can say That's okay. Burger King was my first job. And there was a certain type of oh. Burger King French fry that debuted um, while I worked there. That is my favorite French fry ever. I'm the sort of uh, fast food worker, or I was the sort of fast food worker that didn't get tired of eating the food there. And I remember one time in particular, came home from a shift with an entire giant bag that I just had dumped fries in. That was my free meal <laughs> that I got for the day. I sat down and I played Super Nintendo and I ate French fries uh, after my oh, shift. You- that is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Could not do that today without feeling absolutely horrible.
0: Jenny, do you have a favorite? (laughs) Jenny? (laughs) Uh, I am not very good at this one. My favorite French fries are from a local restaurant. We have a local Mediterranean restaurant. That's where we bought the giant thing for my daughter for our photo shoot. They're very crispy. But if I had to choose, this is an insane answer. Everyone's going to stop being friends with me after hearing this. But (laughs) my favorite fast food French fries are from Taco Bell. Really? And they have this seasoning, this like, I, it's not spicy, but it's like spices, and it's oh. it's a little bit sweet, and it's just addictive. Huh. It's so good.
3: I had no idea. Like,
1: I know yeah. they did French fries. It
0: comes with nacho cheese, but mm. I don't I even like they... nacho cheese. I asked them not to even give me it. I just mm. eat the French fries.
1: I <laughs> yeah. didn't even know they made fries. It's,
0: it's, I think it's a temporary thing. I don't know. Ask around. Mm, it's crazy. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Ask around. Yeah. Uh,
3: Mine <laughs> are Wendy's. It's so funny. We all had different ones. I like Wendy's fries because they still have a little bit of the skin sometimes on them. And they're like kind of thick, but straight. So they're like crispy on the outside. They're soft on the inside. Mm -hmm. And then you get like the frosty and then you dip the fries in the frosty.
2: Yes. Yes. You know, I also really like Arby's curly fries. They also have a sort of seasoning. Mm, I like a seasoning. Um, right like I remember those being really good also I haven't Mm -hmm. had those in years
1: so can I ask are we we talking a a joy of booking law of birthdays combo meal (laughs) yes the cake made out of McDonald's french fries
3: a vegan cake (laughs) made out of McDonald's french fries and then some we'll figure it out amazing (laughs) this is me being spontaneous I'll figure it out actually i'm gonna get off and i'm gonna um, write all my notes down as soon as we're done there's gonna be a spreadsheet for this
0: yeah (laughs) so
1: actually can i just say so oh go ahead we did
0: want to feature your book brenna and we both were lucky enough to read your e-arc and it's a gorgeous book and we actually prepared some questions for you um so that on the fly so this is it was very In our practice, we um, will would send the creator these questions, and they'll just answer them, type them up, and send us them back. That's what we're doing with Richard Ho for two New Years. But we wanted to do it live right now. We, she, you, yes, we did not send. I was going to send them to you ahead of time, and Audrey's like, oh, no <laughs> letter. <laughs> I
1: was like, we needed <laughs> to be <laughs> authentic. We got to do a gotcha. We're going gotcha to flip thing, this
3: podcast right. and be the interview. No, this
2: is this. Amazing. No, this is way better, actually. Like I do way better, like a spontaneous answer than I do like sitting and like you know pondering and like writing and rewriting it so yeah, I love it. Let's okay, do it.
0: Question number one. From okay. idea to pub date, how long did it take to cook up the law of birthdays?
2: So, okay, so this is a great question, and I think not typical because cardinal rule is so expediated in their process. So I wrote The Law of Birthdays. It originally was just called Cake. And I wrote it, um, let me think, September, I think, is when I sent in, like, final edits to my agent. And then he subbed it not long after that. And then that following February. So February 2023 is when we got the call. So it was September of 2022. We got the call in 2023, and it'll be published May 24. So, like, a year and a
0: half which That's is incredible. Like quick. That's really quick. So yeah.
2: Yeah. That one's really quick. That one, I will say like, I generally, because I'm a pantser, it's very hard for me sometimes to find like the, the actual focus of the story because I got a right to mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like I have to sort of like write to figure out the voice and the character and like what he's doing and what they want to say and just whatever. That one was like, I know what I want to say and I know where I want it to go. And I know like, you know, so that was not hard. Like there were, there were not a lot of revisions from like draft one to draft whatever, seven or
0: eight where
1: Which I ended. I should know is unusual.
0: Yes. Yes. Josh can attest. I <laughs> usually have like a thousand drafts, So uh, that's really cool. Thank you. Um, question number two, describe your book in three words. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Law of... <laughs> <laughs> <She's on. laughs>
2: yeah right let's see cake choice Ooh. stubbornness Ooh, nice
0: I like those question number three what ingredients make a kidlit book delicious to you
2: oh well number one would be humor like I love funny books I and I feel like with so much going on in the world, like I gravitate more towards those than any other book there, there are some really important books out there, but it's like I, my capacity to absorb them is so small because I feel like, you know, with a seven-year-old who has like a lot of emotions and like myself, just like moving away from my family and a lot of transition and just whatever, like I can't take in that many And so I reach a limit real quick. And so instead I need something that's going to be like funny or quirky or just like really weird to sort of take me out of what's going on. Um, So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say humor, weirdness. I love, I love like a quirky character or like a weirdo world setting, just like, but it, it somehow makes sense. Like adventure time. Like I love adventure time, but it's so bizarre. And I'm just like, how are you making this work? Like there's a plot, you know, there's a character arc, but you just like, you're like, how is this happening? Like you made up th- this word essentially. And I'm like following, you know, in the context, I love stuff like that. Like, um, rude cakes by robot Watkins. I love robot Watkins. He's a genius and just
0: bizarre on the page. And I love all of this stuff. So that those are my, those are my top ingredients. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. Question number four, what food or recipe evokes a strong memory for you?
2: Oh, so this is interesting because I am vegan now, but I wasn't, I wasn't always vegan. Um, I was vegetarian for 10 years before that. And then before that I grew up, you know, eating meat and chicken and potato and just like, you know, whatever everybody else eats. Um, so the first thing that came to mind was my mom's olive chicken. And it's because I used to love, because it's, it's like olive flavored and olive based. So it's like super salty and then put, oh, like, over rice, and just, like, it's it's delicious. It's, like, my favorite thing. And I've tried to recreate a version with tofu where I basically dump, like, a bunch of olive juice in there and cook the tofu and, like, lemons and then, like, just so many <laughs> olives on top. And I've done an okay job of it. <laughs> really, it you know, the tofu is just a vehicle for more salt because I, I eat so much salt. But anyways, yeah, olive chicken is is one of my favorites
1: as a person that doesn't like olives that sounds oh just oh and i was like me. me too
0: if you could see my face i was making like oh, a and I'm sal- <laughs> and meanwhile i'm salivating
3: and i'm like i'm the one who orders yeah. a, a dirty martini yeah. like extra extra dirty one time a bartender just gave me a jar of olive juice and was like here <laughs> just make it yourself yeah, right.
2: Make <laughs> it as dirty as you want. Yeah, amazing. No, thank you. Same. I will eat olives as like as I'm cooking. If I'm hungry, Same. I'll just like eat olives Same. out of the jar. And I have to really like ration myself because they're expensive. Because I love the ones that are either oh, garlic so stuff or jalapeno stuff. Although I will
3: say, Audrey, have you ever had sun dried tomato stuff? Olives? I I they're don't really, really do sun dried tomatoes. I have had lemon peel stuffed garlic olives. Oh.
2: Oh, those are good. I've had those too. We're grossing (laughs) Josh and Jenny
3: out.
2: Both Josh and I are making
0: barf faces (laughs) right now. Let's go
1: ahead and have a separate (laughs) podcast episode, Jenny.
2: Yeah, Josh is just shaking his head no. Like, he's not on board.
0: (laughs) Okay, that was a wonderful fourth answer. Uh, Fifth and final (laughs) question. Good save, good save, Jenny. (laughs) Describe your perfect birthday treat or meal.
2: Oh, okay. So I don't really have a sweet tooth. But for my birthday, for many years, I would request from my dad specifically that he make me a cherry pie or lemon meringue. Both my parents are amazing um, cooks and bakers. And they both make like pie crust from Mm. scratch, which is just like, I mean, there's nothing better, right? Because it's not super sweet, but it's very salty and crunchy, which I love. So basically I'm in it for the (laughs) crust and then like a side of like fruit, but they both, they're amazing. I also love lemon so much, like any kind of lemon and side note, my dad hates Mm. cherries. He hates them. He has this like visceral memory from being a kid and his mom like made him eat whatever cherry thing was on his plate before he could leave. And this has like stuck with him for years hates cherries but you will Aww. make me
0: a cherry pie Aww, so. that's love i'd make you an olive yeah. pie if you needed one.
2: <laughs> Aww. thanks johnny that means a lot because i know that you like lose oh, yeah. them. now i'm
0: up i would do double. that for you <laughs> Aww. i want to open up that question to josh now josh what's your perfect birthday treat or meal
1: i am- <clears throat> actually, when when we moved to the part of St. Louis that we live in now, um, I reconnected with a, a, just a very strong childhood memory. Uh, so every year for the past seven years, eight years, nine years, it's been a number of years since we've been doing this. Every year for our, our birthday, we'll drive about 20 minutes to one particular uh, pizza place. And I will get a... Um, Pizza, and I've started doing it more than just once a year. But uh, for a long time, we've uh, we've only done it once a year. Uh, it's a very bready pizza, um, super thick, Joey kind of uh, crust that I associate with going out to eat with my parents uh, when I was a kid. Um, so uh, good, good Pantera. Shout out to Pantera's Pizza in O'Fallon, Missouri.
0: Mm, that sounds good. Uh, no olives, though, right?
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> absolutely
0: not just olives it's only olives
1: (laughs) i mean if that's the only way i could eat panceras pizza i would suffer whoa
0: wow
3: i do love though how like i don't know food is food is i like to say food is a memory you know you you everybody Mm -hmm. has that one dish that comes to mind or that one recipe that has been carried through their family generations after generations that it's like smell, right? Like you, you catch a whiff of something and all of a sudden you're standing in your grandmother's house, you know, in small town, South Carolina. And you're like, whoa, how did I just get transported back to being six years old and standing in my grandmother's kitchen? And just from that smell, but food does that all the time. And, um, picture books can do that too. And that's just one of the many reasons why I love this project.
0: Mm. Audrey, what's your perfect birthday I, treat or meal?
3: Um, My go-to is usually sushi. Um, any any type of celebratory mm. thing, I, I usually want sushi. <laughs> and I love to make uh, my own birthday cake, which some people are like, that's horrible. You shouldn't have to make your own cake on your birthday. <laughs> but I, again, like I find joy in baking and cooking. Um. And so, yeah, so, um, usually like, uh, but not, I'm not a big chocolate person. Um, I usually like, I like strawberry and lemon. So last year for my birthday cake, I made a lemon poppy seed cake with a strawberry basil compote with a strawberry vegan buttercream. And then I made my own candy lemon. That. And that was part of the decorations. Oh that was fun.
1: You are so the right person to work <laughs> on this project.
3: <laughs> wait till you see pictures of Jenny's wow. rugalik. It looks
0: Ooh, I can't Ooh, wait. let me talk about the pronunciation. Oh yeah, since I said it wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I, well, I think, I, think are, I butchered it. It's one
0: of those words. Okay, so let me preface this by saying that my husband's a Jew a, grew up Jewish as well. He comes from a Jewish background and their family says it completely different from my family. So this gives you permission to pronounce it, you know, however your heart tells you to pronounce it. He calls it rugula. That's what his whole family called it. They're um, from LA, Los Angeles area. So maybe it's like uh, regional. My family comes from the East Coast and um, my grandmother called it rugula Rugula. with the... (laughs) at the end, Rugalach. I, oh. But when I'm, when I'm in mm-hmm. mixed company, I usually drop the because some people like are like, uh, what, <laughs> but really the, the pronunciation that my family said was Rugalach.
3: Okay. I grew up saying it rugala, like your husband.
0: Rugala, and, and that's accepted yeah. as well, because that's, I mean, that's what my husband's family always okay. calls it. So that's the cool thing about Hebrew and Yiddish and all of those languages is, um, there's multiple pronunciations. There's multiple spellings. You kind of just go with your heart. Follow, follow whatever you yep. feel.
1: <laughs> and, so, okay, so bringing it full circle, imagine we are several days, several days from now as of the recording this episode. This is uh, going to publish this coming Tuesday. So we will be able to find the post on Rugalach uh, and two new years live on uh, Joys of Booking the jo- wait The now i got confused Thejoysofbooking.com the joys of booking.com okay. yep and in the yes. social
0: joys well. is, mo- is plural plus. Yes. Okay.
3: There's, there's multiple many, there's more more joys. multiple Absolutely. joys in all of
2: this okay but wait before before we wrap up I, jenny we didn't ask you what your
0: oh, birthday yeah. oh treat or oh. Oh. very well, considerate of <laughs> you brenda thank you um Sorry. i appreciate that <laughs> i was being the interviewer um i appreciate that um <laughs> I am a birthday person. I like my birthday. I like making big deals out of it. And I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, where we're lucky to be surrounded by very diverse restaurants. So, typically, yes. um, I'm so bummed I didn't. I know. Weekend, That's yeah. okay. You were you were at the I, ABLA yeah. conference. Anyways, it's...
2: I ju- I dude, we had no time. I was like, I got it. I would love to talk to Jenny. Anyways, oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I did not mean to interrupt you.
0: Yes. Yeah, next Francisco time. Next time you're in my town. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um. So usually if we're ordering in, we get Burmese food, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. And if we're going out, there's a local Spanish restaurant called Teleferic Barcelona that is really nice. And we used to know the chef there. So he would like bring us all kinds of cool stuff. Mm. He's my friend's husband. And um, and it's Aww. so that's really fun to do like as a group. But for dessert, I like to order this pie from... New York and I live in California but um there's this oh my gosh there's this bakery called Milk Bar. Um they're really popular and this pie used to be called crack pie. Oh yes. <laughs> but now it like I think they like changed it to be a little bit more uh PC and now it's called Milk Bar pie and it's just like a like very, very sweet. Those of you who don't like sweets would not like this. It's, it's caramelly, but not caramel. It's like cookie-y and I don't really know how to describe it. It's kind of like an ooey butter cake, which I've seen mm-hmm. on, online and I haven't actually had like a legit one before, but it's, it's sticky and mm-hmm. sweet and so delicious. And th- this last year for my birthday, I ordered it for myself. You know, we got to take control of our own birthdays. And the, delivery didn't come in time. And I was very stressed. It was my first birthday without my dad. And so I was already like very emotional and the delivery didn't come. And the guy said like, he couldn't find my house. And I was like, well, where's, and my birthday was on Thanksgiving this year. So I like, I couldn't just like go out and get something because Thanksgiving, everything was closed. So I was like, well, where's the warehouse? I'll come to it. And they're like, well, there's no refrigeration at the warehouse. So we're throwing away your pie.
1: And I sobbed
0: forever hours and hours oh and it was just really God. devastating my mom had a cake in her freezer so she pulled it out so we were fine and then one of my close friends who happened to have been in LA and I was like telling her this story and it was her her first Thanksgiving without her dad as well so she like we kind of were checking in on each other and she flew back she stopped somehow especially went to the Santa Monica location of this milk bar bakery got me a couple slices, brought them back on the plane and left them on my doorstep when she flew back that day. And like, I still tear up thinking about it. So, so yeah, those are my, (laughs) that's my treat.
2: (laughs) Wow.
1: I'm glad you asked that. It was really nice.
2: Guys, we are, we are up and over the hour, but I just, I wanted to say several things. First, thank you for coming on. And we are honored to be the big like reveal for this amazing project. Like I'm so pleased to have been like brought in as like part of it. Like I'm so excited to see where this goes and like who becomes a part of it and just like how it brings the community together. And I and just talking to both of you also is just always a delight. So I'm so glad that we got to do this. Same, same
3: Brenna and Josh.
1: Congratulations, uh, and I would like to take this opportunity to al- launch for the Savory Lovers uh, my competing <laughs> blog called "Chip Chip Off the Old Book." Uh, so oh, look for I that
2: thought of right this Can second. You yeah. Partners yeah, I know. cousin blog. That's been that's
1: been le- that's been in the chamber for I, the past thirty. I, minutes, I, so
3: I actually put it out we, we had a whole bunch of different names for it. You know, when we were workshopping what we were going to call it, and. Uh, you know, some of them, some of them could have worked, but like everything from he, you, you can't spell bread without read. <laughs> um, oh, that's nice. amazing. Bake me a book, flower hour. That's good. Um, read me a bake, hot takes and sweet awesome. bakes. <laughs> Ooh, nice. You know, nice. <laughs> we workshopped it for a while.
2: Awesome. I think think you
1: landed with the right. (laughs) one.
3: Thank
1: you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us and for being our, our big reveal platform as well.
0: We hope
1: we did it justice. You
0: sure did. We're, we're thrilled to be here. And for people listening, um, just please don't hesitate to participate. I know some people, like, if you're not like, if you haven't interacted with us a whole bunch, you might be like, well, I don't know if this is for me. This is for you. Please jump in. This is a community builder. Join us. Bake, post pictures, post recipes, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, be a part of it. We want you here.
3: Yeah. And um, and stay tuned because we have some um, original Joys of Booking handmade merch that we are going to be doing a giveaway for in the next few weeks.
0: Ooh. Are you going to just leave it so secretive? You're not going to tell you them?
3: You can tell them if you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Audrey is yeah. one of the most talented people I've ever met. Not only is she a genius writer, not only is she a wonderful friend, great listener, kind soul, uh, all of these amazing things, she can also sew. So part of our like prep for this thing is we she mostly designed this logo for us, and it's gorgeous, and she got it put onto this. What, what is it? Leather it's, patch. It's a
3: faux leather patch. So it would pass your, a it would pass leather. your test. Vegan leather. <laughs> Amazing.
0: And sewed <laughs> these gorgeous aprons. Like, and she made mine to my size. Like she got my measurements and everything. And she made multiples. She made a whole <laughs> bunch of them. And we're going to do a giveaway wow. of our logoed, custom designed, gorgeous aprons.
3: That is amazing. Yeah, oh originally gosh. I was just gonna make one for me and one for Jenny for our photos for the website, and then I was like, "Oh, wait! I love this fabric, and I love this fabric, and I really want to try." <laughs> and so, anyway, Sorry. so um, so I was supposed to make two, and I ended up making six. And then I was like, "Oh, but we can do these as giveaways." So um, yeah, so they're they're beautiful. Oh, we'll be my we'll be gosh. posting listen to me. I'm like, they're beautiful. (laughs) They are. You (laughs) toot that horn,
2: girl. They are amazing. And and you'll be able to
0: see photos of them because our our website will be live when you're listening to this. And all of our headshots and and photos of ourselves featured on the website are us wearing them
2: oh my tickets. gosh I can't wait for all of this to drop you guys it's so and exciting. they are not for sale
0: we are not producing <laughs> because them then that sale. would mean I
3: would have to like <laughs> literally made them all myself so this is not no, a merch thing it's a yeah. <laughs> no.
0: it's a community yeah, yeah. builder
3: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: so. oh
2: I love I love this so much oh my gosh all right. Well, everybody, you heard them. Stay tuned. And you guys, thank you again so much for coming. And this episode will drop in just a couple days. It's going to be out on Tuesday and everybody is going to know the big, exciting news. And I'm so Thank excited. you so much thank for you. having us all.
3: Now I'm hungry and need to go eat something. Yes.
2: Thanks for listening this week.
1: Find all of our episodes and other associated links and information at linktree.com slash verse show. Or reach out to us on Twitter. Thanks again. and We'll see you next verse.
2: Bye!